Joining us now at our studios are Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Mardig. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely. Yeah, always. You had a meeting last night, a Northfield City Council meeting, and it's an important one, as we've talked about several times. You had to approve a preliminary budget and also adopt the total, the tax preliminary tax levy as well. So big things last night. Uh, why don't we start off with, uh, go through this in kind of chronological order, because there's another big item on there, and that was the issuance of uh, $18 million in general application utility revenue bonds. Uh, $18 million is a, is a big number, so we'll start, start there. What is, that, what is that for? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And indeed, it is a large number. Uh, $14.8 million of that goes to fund the wastewater improvements, and 3.4 million of that is for stu- stormwater improvements throughout the city. So really, um, our wastewater treatment plant is kind of off Highway 3. You don't see it. You don't smell it like you do when you w- go into some cities, which I'm really grateful for. We have a really excellent wastewater treatment plant. And so these updates are things that are planned throughout, probably in our, they're in our five-year CIP, but I think even more Longer term than that, we've got plans to ensure that uh, we're keeping our wastewater treatment plant updated and in good working order because it's really important to the overall functioning of the city. But it's kind of out of sight, out of mind uh, for folks, and people don't know. They just don't think about, I think, uh, how expensive that particular facility is and how important it is to the overall well-being of our community. You know, there had been some issues in uh, recent years there with the fire and a couple other things, and it brought to, to light so that the, there were some upgrades on the schedule that had to be moved up. Um, as far as these goes, is this kind of the last of the big ticket items there for a while for the uh, wastewater treatment plant? Yeah, I would say... Um it, it depends on what you call big ticket items. We still have some uh, fourteen million dollars. <laughs> okay, yeah, not that big. We definitely okay. don't in the next uh, five years. We have one uh, one kind of larger project a few years out, but we're planning for that. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a major, as the mayor mentioned, some of the other improvements that we did with some unfortunate events. We actually ended up with upgrades with some insurance claims that we got covered the costs, and then these is really modernizing our plant and putting us into the future for. Good treatment. We'll be able to have you know, growth for the community that we have planned, and so hopefully that will help with us. The we did get nine bids, so that we normally like to see five. It was great. So the uh, the in indicated rate, just over four percent rate that we got with J.P. Morgan, uh, we actually reduced the principal amount, Jeff, from eighteen point two million to seventeen point two million due to lower issuance cost, and then they also have like a component called a reoffering premium which is kind of like if you have cost overruns and have additional needs, you can tap into that, but we didn't need that. We're in good shape, so we actually reduced the cost with that so that our, our true interest is um, is right just over that 4% when you factor it in. Um, and in the end, and maybe the mayor could comment too on the credit rating that, that we go through on the process. I think mm-hmm. that was there was a lot of good discussion on that. Yeah, every time we go out for, this is a yearly thing that we get from S&P, uh, uh, our bond rating, and we have a double A bond rating. It's the third highest rating. Uh, they look at both private and public organizations, and uh, we rate right up there uh, amongst all of those organizations. There's not really a, 
a way that we can even get a higher bond rating is my understanding. That is reserved for cities that are much larger in size, but they really look at the the key strengths of our robust reserves, strong track record of financial performance on budgeting, what's the general health of our local economy, and uh, just really pleased that our long-term planning in those CIP documents, a good budget, uh, financial policies there are really helped to save the city uh, important resources that we can then put towards other uh, important projects in the community. So it's saving us tax dollars uh, as we are responsible financially. Let's move into the uh, general fund for 2024 and also the uh, t- the uh, total tax levy uh, payable for 2024 as well. They're the next two items on the agenda. Uh, the uh, preliminary tax levy can go down, but it can't go up. You set that at 11%, 11.5%. Uh, and the budget is, all, the preliminary budget is 11.5% as well. Can that go down but not up, or is that just... Uh, does that just float around? Where are we at on that? Yeah, we How have. How permanent is that? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, that's the that's the maximum. That's the lid that the council sets every September, and then so in December the council will adopt a final levy. So that that dollar amount can go down, but it can't go up after this point, and the the budget can shift around. We have a total budget about forty one point seven million for all of our funds. Uh, that includes uh, nineteen point three million for our operating funds, and in, of that amount. Fifteen point six million is the uh, is the tax uh, portion that we have. So that's about thirty seven percent of the total budget for the city is really supported by uh, property taxes. Uh, the increase is about one point six million, as you said, eleven and a half percent preliminarily. The tax rate itself, though, is just over two percent tax rate increase, and that's because we've seen some growth in values and new growth in development. Um, so a $325,000 home, if there were no changes uh, in valuation, would be about $5.50 a month. And that's, uh, you know, a, a typical taxpayer at that level pays about $2,000 a year, about $170 a month. So some increases. Now we do anticipate values are increasing in homes, so there could be some increases on values on top of that. But if if that stays the same, that's a typical home that you would see on, on the tax rate. So... Um, that that was adopted last night as the preliminary by the city council. When would that number change? You mentioned uh, the valuations could uh, could change a little bit. Is that between now and the end of the year? When uh, is there some there's like some type of final uh, taxation uh, numbers? Or are they going to be available? Where, where's the change uh, potential change in that? Yeah, the county does the assessing work, and usually in the spring is when you can kind of challenge the valuation and meet with them. So the rate's preliminary, and then they finalize it here in the coming months. Um, and then the council, the other side of the, the RAT, the rate, part of that is the total value. So all of our taxpayers in the city and the tax rates that they pay help to pay that fixed tax levy amount total that the council sets to run the city and to pay back debt and infrastructure that we go into. Uh, so the council between now and December will be having at least two, maybe more discussions on budget where they're going to be taking a look at are there ways to save in this. We're also looking over multiple years of planning, too. So I think yeah. they're trying to say, how do we also look to the future of what we're seeing and maybe try and have more kind of stable uh, tax 
tax uh, changes. I think that's been a, definitely a discussion, quite a bit of deliberation by the council on that last night uh, discussion, I guess, on that issue. But between now and December is when they kind of finalize that. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, discussion you had last night because uh, it really hasn't been stable in recent years. This is, I believe, five years in a row or at least four out of five where we're hitting double digits every single mm-hmm. year. Uh, Davin Sokup last night uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, made some comments uh, that uh, you know the average person, uh, especially uh, the person in the uh, you know lower half of the uh, you know economic grouping, um, really suffering a lot. It's not keeping up with the way. I mean, the wages are not keeping up with the tax increases that we have and the expenditures that we have. Uh, let's talk about that discussion uh, and what do you have to say to some of those people who are affected. Uh, most drastically, not necessarily in uh, overall money, but in, in money compared to uh, where their budget is. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's mainly, I guess, renters are in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff, I think all of the council members, not just Councilor Sokup, all of the council members have really been very engaged throughout this process in answering, asking some really difficult questions. And how do we proceed? And how do you budget based on whose income? Because we've got diverse income throughout the city, right? And we have built up needs that haven't been taken care of over the last decade. Um, I talked a little bit last night about the difference between where we have been in terms of budgeting from when I started to where we are now. And uh, the primary, the expectation was that we would be passing a levy at zero, one, or two, or at the absolute highest, like 3%. And that was really tough to even get to 3%. And we would wait to set that levy until December 5th, the very last day. And uh, our one of our very last meeting dates of the year. And that's just not good governance. And I would say over the long haul, when you do that, I mean, I know that now because I've been involved long enough to be able to see the patterns that if you do that, it's just not sustainable. And if you do that over multiple years, over 10 years, there's going to be built up uh, demand and uh, falling behind on different areas within the city, not only on wages, but upkeep on our facilities, our infrastructure. And that actually doesn't do anyone any good. And so we are now, there's been a shift of really trying to get more information to the council, ensuring that it's um, it looks out over the years, ensuring that our wages are at that midpoint range, not high, and making sure that we're not falling below uh, kind of the, the standard of how much you pay a local police officer. And I think that there's been a lot of really great communication around this. These things aren't easy. These are some of our toughest decisions that we have to make because we are not creating a budget for our highest wage earners nor our lowest. We're really trying to ensure that the city is well taken care of over the long haul. And yes, it's expensive to take care of a city. It's expensive to do school district budgeting, uh, the county and the number of roadways that they have to take care of. These things are not inexpensive. Costs are going up. We have to ensure that we're not shifting the burden to future generations. Does that mean that these are easy to, the increases are easy to take? No. Let's talk about the budget and spending. 
Um, you, you have, uh, looking at some of the requests that you have from a lot of departments, there's a lot of new employees, additional payroll is uh, being asked about. What do we do with those? I mean, can we put those off a year or two? Uh, you know, does each department need to have that many people right now? Can we hire one instead of three? What can we do? Uh, you know, what can we take an active role in trying to reduce this? Mm-hmm. Or do we just say, yeah, well, we need them. Let's get them. I think that's a really great point, Jeff. And, and I would payroll say... payroll is just one thing. It's uh, yeah, just to the city employees. Yeah, well, and I would also just counter that a little bit and say that tone that you just offer there that we're just like, oh, you know, let's just raise it. You know, it's okay. Is not the mindset nor the tone. I know it's not the mindset and tone you want to hear. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> but, uh, but it's the mindset and tone of a lot of people. You know, a lot of people, that's a lot of money. We want to make sure Mm -hmm. that we're looking through everything. Do we actually need this? Can Mm -hmm. we wait for two years? You know, Mm -hmm. because next year we're looking at maybe up to 20% of an increase. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that is very, that's very, very (laughs) difficult for people to swallow. Let's look Mm -hmm. at the facts though, Jeff. The, uh, you know, one thing just to make sure we're clear on the staffing for what's being looked at for next year total increase in wages and benefits about 5.4%. So we have had increases in the number of staff in recent history that puts us actually back to the levels we were a couple decades ago. Um, So it's, you know, we have increased some police officers. We've increased some public works people to take care of our parks. And we've had some Spanish translation to serve some of our community that hasn't been able to connect with government in other ways. This next year, though, there's only one position that we're looking at, and it's included in that 5.4% expense increase, and it relates to um, a code enforcement person, which really ties in, in Northfield the code enforcement, people that do, like, property complaints about junk in the yard, long grass, neighbors, uh, things like that, uh, falls under our building inspection department, who have to also do inspections on our new construction and development. So we're looking at adding in a we have a half-time position. We're looking at making that full-time position uh, to be able to take some of the burden off our building inspectors so they can go out, inspect roofs, inspect our development projects as well. And we have some revenue offsets with the increased uh, building re- revenue that we're projecting on some of that. So even though we've had it recently, next year we're actually not looking at too much debt's driving some of the costs. So these infrastructure investments that we've got is driving up some. And then we've got inflation, which everybody's feeling. Um, our equipment, the ability to buy new vehicles and the cost increases are 30, 40, 50% plus increases that we're seeing on some of that. So the city is not unlike some of the households where we're seeing expense increases as well. It doesn't mean we can just pass all of that on. So we're trying to find ways to save money, but um, related to the labor, that's actually not a big driver this next year. I think the biggest thing as we look into the future is the cost of uh, capital investment, street services. We hear from the public a lot that they do want the street services improved. Um, and I think the council also has got to take a look to, and the, the mayor's talked about this as well, being strategic in the investments too, just like businesses look to grow. We really need more tax base, and we've talked about that as well. I know that's the long game. It's not the short budget year thing to look at. But we really need to be serious about economic development and get the public talking about that as well in the importance of trying to grow our businesses and bring in new business in a smart way. Um, But we need to really keep our eye on the ball related to that because that's really one of the big issues in Northfield is our rate of taxes is higher because of the lack of some of that tax base. And I think we're in a great position to do that. Geographically, infrastructure-wise, we're in a great position to attract new growth. 
uh, let's go after it as part of this too, and that will help keep the taxes down. Yeah, we do, and I agree with that. And you see some of the building projects that are going to be adding to that tax base. We have quite a few right down here in downtown Northfield. What, what's what's the timeline? Do we have anything like next year? Any bigger projects mm-hmm. that will actually start paying? property taxes at a higher level next year or the year after that have we uh you know obviously you've, you've kind of done some projections on uh, mm-hmm. budgets and in taxes and such in the future when are those going to start popping up so i think you're, you're bringing up a really really important point if if i could just snap my fingers i wish it would be done tomorrow but the, these a lot of these development projects they take multiple years to work with business owners and ensure that we've got the necessary tools. Uh, The AUAR is one of those Um, policies or wastewater treatment plan to ensure that it's in good working order so that it can service potentially new businesses that might be moving in because they're looking at that sort of investment. If they're, if they want to locate in a facility or in a city, right, it's going to be really important that they in, they know that we're making investments in our community, keeping our road infrastructure and facilities up to date. But these are long-range plans, and we are just now getting to a point, and I know because I've been on the council long enough now to know that we are just starting to get things moving with regards to economic vitality. And that's because we've had staff in place for multiple years working on uh, strategic plans that the council as a whole has passed and put We're in place. We're short on time. You know, my question was, when will some of these start coming online? And I, in reference, if you need something to talk about specifically, the Archer House, Fifth uh, and Washington, Fifth uh, and Water Street, uh, those are some big projects, very visible, and they're mm-hmm. also short term. Uh, you know, you can see that they're going to be starting to build this next month. Probably. When, when will these start coming online? So, Jeff, I think it's really important. We don't talk about it often enough. Mm-hmm. Allflex is expanding or yeah. has expanded. Just a minute. Don't interrupt me, please. I'm, I know it's your radio show, but I want to get my time to Allflex is expanding. Aurora is expanding. Uh, Cardinal Glass is expanding. Acorn. A dollar general has went in. And yeah, so absolutely. these are yeah. increasing the tax base of our community. And we should and, be and highlighting them is, more. Okay, we, we should be. And that's not my question, that we don't have it. We do have it. We can all see all those projects. When do they start paying taxes? Is that going to be next year? Will we have, start having you know, an extra million yes. dollars in corporate uh, income or property taxes? Will it be two years from now, five years from now? When do they start paying the property taxes associated with that? Usually yeah. by the time they open, it's uh, usually like a year or two delay based on when the value uh, kind of goes into effect, and then that can decrease the, the rate. Um, but I think those are incremental improvements to bring that tax rate down. So we're mm-hmm. taking a look at that, that tax rate adjustment. So that's helping in the future. But I think there's a lot more opportunity way beyond the, those projects that we're even talking about. And so we have, I think, that northwest area that we're looking at. There's going to be some approvals of that AUAR coming forward. That will really open up a lot of new opportunity mm-hmm. because we've got very few light industrial sites in town. We basically have basically one that's actively being marketed and maybe two or three others at the most that would be possible as infill sites. So 
definitely um, those will be starting to benefit us, uh, you know, in the future. But I think there's a lot more growth opportunities. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm sure there is. Once again, we can see it. It's an exciting time here at Northfield, Mm -hmm. as long as they're paying taxes and can can contribute to that. Because that has been a point that you've you've made a number of times. You don't have the industrial and commercial tax base. So we're adding to it. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that'll uh, start easing the burden on the the Mm -hmm. residential taxpayer. That was, I guess, my point. I, yeah, I think we agree with you on that. Yeah, sure. yeah, and I think it's really complicated, Jeff. It's not so it's not so easy to talk about. You know that you might be inferring the about tax increment financing and utilizing that as a tool to ensure that we can get some of these redevelopment projects done. Mm-hmm. You can't just look at TIF and then just say if you offer TIF, there's no benefit to the community. There's clearly benefit. And we need to get better about articulating that. Yeah, I don't know if I ever got my question answered correctly, but or at least uh, directly, I should say. But we're out of time, um, so we got to get moving on. Thank you so much for coming in today. We'll talk to you again in a week or two. All right, thanks, thanks. Jeff. Right, appreciate the time. That is uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Marnick.